if you want something, put it out there. Yeah. Talk even if it's just starting a conversation with someone. Yeah. If you want it, you just never know where that conversation might lead. My dream is to improve the residential building industry for all involved. Throughout this podcast, we're going to be chatting to all types of industry experts to make sure that builders, tradies and clients all have a fantastic experience. G'day everyone, back here in the shed for another episode of Level Up. Uh, Pretty exciting one today, we've got a pretty cool young fella here that got in touch with us, Uh, we follow each other on social media, so... um, Chris, for those of you that don't know Chris, um, he's on Instagram as Chrissy T, the chippy. T is in T double E. Yeah, thanks for having me, mate. It's a pleasure and a privilege to be here, mate. So thanks. Yeah, well, um, look, it, it, there is a little bit of noise today. So we're battling with Mother Nature. It's, uh, it's been absolutely pissing down in storms all afternoon, and we're sitting in the shed here trying to fit it in between the uh, breaks in the rain. So. Um, Chris, tell us, like, I'm, I'm stoked that you reached out to come on because for a few reasons, like, um, you're, you're just about to complete a mature age apprenticeship, um, which I think is, like, so much courage and I take my hat off you for, for doing that because, those, like, we've been having a bit of talk between the rain here and, like Chris said, sometimes you've got to go backwards to go forward. But um, just, can you, to get started, can you tell us a little bit about, um, like, what did you do when you finished school? How did you start your career? Yeah, so, um, yeah, back a little while now. I started, um, well, my working life uh, back in 05 or 04. um, Yeah, left school halfway through year 10. wasn't quite for me. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, my mum was pretty supportive. She said at the same time, you know, if you want to leave school, you've got to go get, (laughs) get a job and pay your way. So... Had a few little shitty jobs and yeah. cleaning portables, the old site portables and a few things. And Jeez, then, you, you really didn't like school, mate. <laughs> um, and I actually started a cabinet-making apprenticeship because I was so young. It was hard to um, do anything else. Yeah. So you sort of you had that factory side of things. You had that point. But even that sort of wasn't for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so how, always, how do you like? What do you mean when you say that wasn't for you? Like, oh, what? I just stuck in a factory, and um, that was just in that one spot. Yeah, I liked building the cabinets and seeing a, cab, a kitchen get built, but yeah, um, yeah, I suppose being sixteen, full of energy, stuck in a factory. Yeah, you wanted to get out <laughs> amongst it. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't quite for me. So um, eventually, yeah, I went and moved back to my roots and. Went back to country Victoria and Shepparton, where um, my family's from, and lived yeah. with my uncle, who's a carpenter. Um, he mainly built sheds and big factories and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and did a little bit with him and actually got into a sports academy, Aboriginal Sports Academy back in Shepparton. Yeah, when you were talking to me about this, I was like, a, I was a bit taken back. I was like, well, <laughs> like you've always been a tradie, and then you. So you you are really into your sport, aren't you? Like you're just telling me you've just sort of semi-retired from football, AFL. Yeah. Um, so yeah, how, how did you go from being in a tradie to getting a sports academy job? Um, yeah, it was probably one of those things where I was sort of a bit lost, really. Um, you know, 16, 17, I was out of home living with my uncle. Um, he's just had his third baby at the time <laughs> and then having a 17 year old with him. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. a good uncle. Yeah, I know. 
uh, owe him a lot, actually. Um, but, yeah, and there was this academy that just started, which was a part of the University of Melbourne um, and a local Aboriginal football club. Um, and they were trying to – their original thing was to try and get Indigenous kids to university, yep. trying to bridge that gap. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I went there to study, studied some um, sports certificates, and then in the process, they offered me a job at the end of it. Yeah, awesome. So, yeah, end up being there for study plus work was like, yeah, over seven years. Um, yeah. And so what, what was the point where you sort of realised you'd had enough of that and you, you wanted to get back into the trade? Yeah, well, once again, on um, holidays and whatnot, I was always back with my uncle doing renos with him. And yeah. I just love picking up tools and building things and working. And being a, being a carpenter was always there yeah um and then i moved to queensland in with my partner um in end of 2013 left boxing day um yeah and been here ever since and so uh, did you have kids then when you moved or nah 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 so it was just me and my partner at the time um with her little car little hyundai gets 17 hour drive (laughs) and a truck full of furniture yeah um that we got off family yeah um, yeah, moved up and partly, yeah, for to play football for Labrador. Um, and then, yeah, with being at a footy club, 90% of blokes are tradies. So that was sort of one way that I just got my foot into working and stuff like that. And got onto a guy um, that does cladding. Yeah. Got onto him. He was a ripping lad. Worked with him for six years. And, yeah, I got to 30 and thought, I've always wanted to be a tra- uh, a chippy, sorry. So, and, you, so you were you um, subbing to a to a company that was only installing what's what sort of cladding were you in, were you doing? Yeah, so I was just um, yeah just subbing out to him as a labourer, installing yeah. uh, EPS um, polystyrene cladding. Yeah. Um, and then we sort of ventured a little bit into that Loxo panel cladding. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, worked with him. He was yeah awesome to work for. Yeah. And then, yeah, like I said, I got to 30 and just this being a carpenter was in the back of my head ever since I was young. And I thought, I need to get this ticket. Um, And, yeah, it got to the point I had a chat with him and he said, mate, whatever you need, let's do it. So made a few phone calls, got onto a bloke, signed me up. and So was it getting to a point where you're like, Shit, if, if I don't make the call now to do something, like I'm just going to continue on this path? Or like, what, what was a real turning point, I guess? Like, was it financial or was it because you didn't want to be stuck doing what you're doing forever yeah. or, you, or you, just, you just knew you, you wanted to be a chippy? Yeah, there's a few things. Um, definitely one was that part of me just always wanted to be a carpenter. Yeah. I just love building things, seeing things get built. And, yeah, at the time I had a three-year-old son. Yeah. Um, and I thought I didn't want to get to forty and still be a labourer. Yeah, um, I take my hat off to you, mate. Like that, it takes courage, and yeah. to anybody that's doing a mature age apprenticeship, because it, like financially, it is a step backwards. Um, and a, and a lot of people, for a lot of people, they probably work their way up to a certain point, and now they've got to go back to being a first year um, yeah. and been learning and taught what to do. But um, like that, it takes courage to do that. Like, yeah, no, it was uh, definitely a learning curve, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, you're 30, 32, thinking I had life somewhat sorted. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you sort of get 
you know, taking down a notch or two in, you know, retrospect, you know, you got to realise where you're at and yeah. quickly realise you've got a lot to learn. So, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's been fun, to be honest. So um, tell us, you, um, you told me a bit of a story about how you uh, got on with the guy that you're on. So it was all during the start of COVID, wasn't it, that you... Yeah. So, so what's that, 2019? So, yeah, I was originally um, with a guy for the first nine years and he just um, sort of just slowed up and sort of just first wanted... nine months. Yeah, nine months, sorry. <laughs> it's a long apprenticeship. Yeah, uh, first nine months, sorry. Um, yeah. yeah, so I did that and he sort of wanted to slow up. Yeah. Um, sort of wasn't taking too many jobs on and sort of writing was on the wall and it was uh, unfortunately perfect timing that he had to make the phone call and let me go because um, yeah. we had nothing coming up and it was a month before COVID hit Australia. Yeah, right. So at the time I thought, oh, yeah. And then, yeah, within two weeks I was making a lot of phone calls and a lot of blokes, um, probably a lot that listen here, we were good. Uh, yeah, didn't know what to do. Probably letting guys go. Yeah, it was yeah early to mid two two thousand and nineteen. Yeah, um, yeah, and it was pretty scary at some points. So you put yourself out there, but like you you jumped on social media. You like you were looking up builders. You were messaging people. Like so, like you were really putting yourself out there to, to make it happen. And it's um, what happened? You ended up finding a builder that was just around the corner. Yeah, so. Um, I messaged, yeah, like you said, I messaged over 150 builders on Instagram and Facebook and phone calls. And one of them was, uh, I seen a trailer drive past my home out at Coomera. Thought I'll give these guys a crack, looked them up, found them on social media. And it happened to be a mate. <laughs> he was building a, building a client's house up the road. So yeah. he said, oh, at the time, he didn't have much on. And yeah, two months later, Give me a call back, and he's like, "Oh, mate, give us a couple of weeks, and we'll put you on a bit of a trial." And yeah, yeah, the rest is history. Like that blows my mind. So you, you've messaged 150 builders um, to get a job. Yeah. How many of them got back to you? Um, well, a fair few did, um, but being early COVID, it was sort of I was pretty understanding. They were all sort of you know just not at the moment yeah. sort of thing. Um, yeah. So that, and so obviously there was a, there was a drive behind that. Like you, you got a young family, just moved to the Gold Coast. Like you needed to get cash. Like the, and um, like I think that says a lot about your personality. Um, and ultimately, for anything to happen in life, you've, you've got to put yourself out there, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Well, that was sort of why I started it. My, um, my work Instagram, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Um, was yeah just for myself to look back on. Um, you know, in two or three years, you scroll back and you're going, oh, yeah, that's what I did. Yeah. How cool is that? And it's sort of grown a little bit from that. Um, there's a bit of a community out there of tradies. Yeah, that, it's got a bit shorter too, I think, hasn't it? Yeah, it has actually. <laughs> I yeah. had a bit of a trim. Summer yeah. summer on the Gold Coast. It's yeah. a bit hot. <laughs> but um, look, you're, you're obviously comfortable doing it because uh, you actually wouldn't be sitting here now. We wouldn't be having this conversation because that, that's sort of what you did with me. Yeah. No, I think, uh, yeah, you're definitely one of the builders I contacted. Um, and yeah, like I said, it was understandable. It was you know, mid 2019. Um, it was a bit hard. You know, there was a lot of blokes getting put off, let alone getting put on. Well, I actually think work. you, um, like, you did message me about that, and I, 
I actually think you sent me a message saying I, I will drive to Brisbane. Like, yeah. If you put me on, I will drive to Brisbane. And uh, yeah, look, we were, we were in that same situation. Yeah. We didn't know what was happening, what was coming up. But um, look, the fact that, and, and then you've done it again. Like you, you put yourself out there. And uh, I think you messaged me and I said, mate, do you want to get on the podcast? Bloody, yeah. Let's do it. And I think you, like, you were back within five minutes and uh, <laughs> we've hooked it up. So, yeah, good on you, mate, for putting yourself out there. And um, I think that's a good message for everyone. Like if, if you don't put something out there to the universe, nothing's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm a big believer in that. Um, if you want something, put it out there. Yeah. Talk, even if it's just starting a conversation with someone, yeah. if you want it. You just never know where that conversation might lead. Yeah, no, it's an awesome story. Like, to have the courage to do that and follow through and, uh, like, obviously, you've turned around because you're only a month or a couple of months away now from finishing your time. Yeah. So, um, like, it, we've touched on it a little bit before um, before we started recording, but it's yeah, so one thing I, I'm not liking really about our, our industry now is the trades are all broken up. Like, a, a carpenter does a a fit-out apprenticeship or a cladding apprenticeship and all that sort of thing. So, like, you've been pretty lucky. You actually got on with the builder that you've learned everything. Yeah, I was um, I was pretty selective with who I sort of actually wanted to work for. Actually, in that time in 2019, I actually turned a few jobs away because I knew they were just framing carpenters. And um, did, So, do you think it's uh, important for... Like especially younger guys out there, the thing about getting into the industry to do a bit of homework and, and figure out what builders do do because yeah, no. pro- I, I imagine there's probably a few guys out there that sign up for an apprenticeship and then two years in think, holy shit, all I've done is frame it for two years. Like, Am, am I going to learn anything else? Yeah, it's, it's pretty sad. You hear about it probably way too often. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. That, like I said, like, that's why I was so selective of who I work for and probably one thing I actually did want to do my apprenticeship with an actual builder yeah compared to just you know a carpentry crew who sub it out um because yeah you just learn pretty much everything from start to finish because the other day like i was saying like on a saturday i spent three hours building a balustrade from scratch out of timber and yeah the other day i was putting in steel k braces so yeah going from one extreme to another and yeah and but like uh, I, I look personally i i think carpenters uh, are the like I it appeals to me because you're there for the entire job you get to see what you've what you've started with and what you finish with um, but I I think the probably the best thing that comes out of working with a builder that does everything um, yeah. is you get to know a little bit about every trade which yeah. sets you up really well to move on to become a builder one day if, if you choose to go that way but it also helps out with, like, when situations come up on site, um, like, you, a lot of the time, you will know what to do to set up something for the sparky or the plumber or concrete or whatever it may be, but you sort of get a good general knowledge of everything. Yeah, no, exactly. You pretty much hit the nail on the head there. Like, you right across nearly every trade, if not every trade. Yeah. Um, even... You know, today, like, I was, had to do a few things with the roofer because they were there. There was a few things. With all the rain, fixed a few leaks. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, with some box gutters, they just had yeah. to tweak a few things. So, um, yeah, yeah, that aspect. I had the Sparkies were on site and asked a couple of questions um, about a few things. So, yeah, that's what I love about it as well. You know, yeah. you're just across 
across the whole build from start to finish. It's so what, very um, rewarding. Tell us a little bit about the work that you do like with your current boss. Like what um, is it? New homes, Renos, high end, mid. Like what? Yeah, so um, bit of mixture. Um, yeah, at the start last year we did three. Yeah, we did three pretty decent sized Renos. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this year we've got a few new homes, a couple of villas on the go at the moment. Um, and then yeah, we actually yeah we've got a big renovation coming up as well, and a few more. So yeah, pretty much everything. <laughs> so with the um, in the time that you've been doing it, what's your what's your favourite like um, like new homes renovations? Like what what do you think appeals to you more? And if you were to move towards being a builder, what do you what do you think you'd aim at? Um, yeah, definitely renovations appeal to me a lot. Um, yep. I just love seeing that old to new, making something old look nice. Yeah. Um, Blending it in. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Like, Fig- well, figuring, there's a lot more to figure out on a renovation. Yeah, a lot, and that's the other thing. I like that problem-solving aspect of being a carpenter. Yeah. Um, you know, how to do certain things, like it might be something to do with engineering. Yeah. Um, trying to fix, you know, it might be beams and ceilings or yeah. how, to, how to load load-bearing walls and if you're going to knock one out how do yeah. you fix the situation and yeah. stuff like that and and yeah back onto that um old to new like i just love we were talking about it um earlier uh in melbourne especially i see a lot of it with a um front like front cottage yeah. yeah and i just love the fact that you can walk in still keep that you know 1920s look 1930s look and end up with a modern back facade like something like yeah i'd love to get into that yeah no they're beautiful some of those homes and it's um a lot of them you can't tell like the front's all character and you you get out the back and there's these beautiful modern um yeah works of art really like um but you also touched on me earlier you like you did like the design side of it as well so like do you think that is something that you might uh, do some higher learning on or is it something you want to get more involved in or yeah definitely I'll, um, quite haven't looked into it just yet but yeah it's definitely in the back of my mind that yeah um, yeah the design aspect of a house that very early stage of um, talking to clients and what they want and yeah I think it's incredibly important I, like I think um, I actually think design should be part of your apprenticeship like a, a carpenter should be and especially getting your builder's license, like design. I've learned so much. Like we, we do that pack process yeah. um, in our business and we're involved with the design. And like for the years that I've been doing that, I, I, it has made me such a better builder because I understand why the designer or the architect has put a room where he has or a hallway where he has or a window where they have. And it actually makes it a lot easier to make decisions or... or um, problem solve especially on a renovation and whereas in the past uh, like i remember being on site and something wouldn't quite match up on the drawings and because i didn't know the whole story behind it you'd quite often move a wall a little bit or move a window a little bit um, not knowing the consequences of doing that so i definitely think design should be uh incorporated into like a carpentry apprenticeship and, and getting your builder's license um so like it's still, it, it does amaze me that you've had the courage to 
go and do your mature age apprenticeship, like because at thirty it's a big step, like especially if you've got young family and you've just yep. like not long moved to the Gold Coast, like so. Like, what advice would you give for, I guess, older people out there that might be sitting on the fence? They've got it in their mind that they possibly want to do some sort of trade. Like, what's what's your advice to those guys? Um, it's probably a bit cliche, but um, just give it a crack, really. Yeah. Um, don't be afraid. Put yourself out there. Yeah. You just never know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's that old cliche. You just never know until you give it a go. Really. So obviously, you you've made the right decision. Like, you're very passionate yeah. about it. Um. Like, I love the stuff you do on your Instagram. You do your little videos and, and show your work. And, and like, I, I love it. I, I think that just shows that you're proud of what you do. Yeah. Um, and I believe that, like, I know from the stuff we do on social media, um, it attracts clients that want to work with us. Yeah. Um, and so, like, what's the, 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 the business, what's the business you're working for? Like, uh, um, SDS Custom Homes yeah. down at the Gold Coast. And so they... Um, like, do they have a specialty like renovation to your homes, or they just? Like, nah, we like... got um, yeah, a bit of bit of everything. Um, like I said before, renovations, new homes. Yeah. Um, we're slowly trying to step into that high end market. Yeah. Um, for yeah, big clients and that sort of thing. So you were mentioning before, like you, you guys are more like mates, or you are mates. Yeah. Um, so like that's. Do you think that's made? Doing making the decision you made easier, the fact that you get on so well and you have a few beers every now and then. Hey guys, just a quick breather. I bang on about Live Life Build all the time in this podcast because I'm incredibly proud of what Amelia and I have created. You see, Live Life Build is a group of like-minded builders that are all striving to achieve successful, sustainable and profitable building businesses. And we do this in ways that no one else in our industry, no other mentors, coaches, industry bodies are doing. And the reason we're able to do this is because we focus on so many areas of not just your business, but your life. Because Live Life Build has grown substantially and we have a huge group of builders now, we've been able to bring other experts into the business. And we now cover everything from mindset, leadership, culture, breathwork and exercise, mental health and well-being all your taxes, knowing your numbers and your overheads so that you can be profitable and so much more. We do multiple Zoom calls a month. We have an online course portal. We have a systems library worth over half a million dollars. We have everything you need to be able to have not just the business you want to have, but the lifestyle and the freedom that you deserve from running a building business. And one thing that we get feedback from everybody about is we are down to earth. We are real people in the trenches doing the things that you know you want to be able to do yourself. So guys, check out Live Life Build now, go to our website, check us out on our socials and join an incredible community of like-minded builders that are all striving to achieve the same things as you are. Yeah, it's sort of sometimes can be hard, like, but if you're just honest, have those early conversations, like I know um, very early on we've had a few hard conversations, you know, you've been mates and <laughs> you don't want to hurt each other's feelings, but... So give, give us an example. What, what's the conversation? Oh, um, early on, I remember it was only in the first few weeks uh, working for these guys. So I was sort of still on trial, as you speak, and I had to take a few days off um, for being sick. And then my daughter was sick, and it looked pretty bad on my end. And yeah. 
Um, you know, within the first three weeks, I've had probably five days off, and <laughs> and then I rocked up. I had the tra- I had the builder's trailer and got the times wrong, and I rocked up late, half an hour late for the boys with all the tools, and yeah. sort of boiled over a little bit. Um, but we just had an honest conversation. Like at the time, it was probably pretty heated, uh, but you know, afterwards, a week later, we had a pretty honest conversation. Had a couple of them. Yeah, and. Yeah, it's, to be honest, it's probably the best thing that's ever yep, happened. You haven't had a day off since. No, nah, <laughs> nah, too scared to ring up. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, nah, it's definitely probably the best thing that's ever happened to us. You know, we're honest all the time. Yeah. It's made us probably closer as mates even. You know, we're happy to, if one of us are having a shit day at home or something's going on at work with clients or whatever, you know, we don't mind talking to each other and debriefing. And yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. off your like, chest. I'm- yeah, I'm very passionate about that now, and I look. It's hard. Again, like our industry is dominated by males, and as males, we we generally don't like opening up and and being vulnerable and talking about things. And um, I know that was a big part of why you reached out to come and have a chat here. Like, put yourself out there, and if you can help one person out, like you you've made a difference. But um, like for builders and tradies and and. Er- or anybody that's watching this it um or listening to this it um it is really important that you make people feel comfortable in it at at, at work like yeah you exactly. gotta you gotta feel like you, if you want to open up or ask a question or or uh or i guess like one thing I'm, I'm very conscious of whenever i get to my sites is i'll always ask everyone how they're going and yeah. when i leave i'll always say see you later have a good day yeah like, um and, and i try to have a bit more conversation with wherever I can but you've got to make that comfortable environment don't you yeah exactly well it's one thing we make a little bit of a conscious effort as well like we've all got families at home and you're at work you know 40 50 hours of the week you know you, yeah. you sometimes you're seeing your mates at work more than you see your family <laughs> so yeah you know if you can make it as enjoyable and as fun as possible yeah. obviously getting your work done and it makes work life a lot easier yeah so if you're young, like, well, anybody, like, and I, I, I imagine doing a mature age apprenticeship, there is situations that are easier and there are situations that are harder. Like, um, obviously, being a bit older, you would be, uh, have a few more life skills and things. And yeah. um, whereas there's, like, the younger guys out there are probably a bit afraid or hesitant to put their hand up and ask questions. Like, um, I really encourage my guys to, like no question's a silly question mm. like don't I can't help you uh, improve step up uh, whatever it may be if you're not telling me how you're feeling or a problem that you may be having like it's pretty important to keep that open communication yeah, with exactly. your team yeah definitely because um, yeah like we said we've got to make that work life balance and while you're at work you know like we said you're at work for a long time of the week yeah um, you gotta just make that enjoyable and be vulnerable like you're saying yeah. um and also on the flip side of that the quicker us apprentices are learning the better we are for the team really yeah so yeah. like i said learn learn as much as you can ask questions sit down at smoko ask yeah. for the plans look for their plans Mate, in, learn i'll employ you <laughs> <laughs> the um 
Like, like, yeah, my few my guys do that. Like, they, uh, and I think it's really important. But yeah, the fact that you mentioned that, and I think for a lot of young guys out there doing an apprenticeship or girls, um, like, just taking that initiative to say, hey, that job we're starting next month or whatever. Like, could you shoot me the plans? I'll get my head around it, have a bit of a squeeze. Like, to 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 a boss, like, if someone yeah. says that to me, I'm like, that that's unreal. Like, yeah. The fact that you've asked that, you're going to put in some time your own time behind the scenes get your head around the job that just goes such a long way in showing or well, any employer uh, how committed you are but um so like you've obviously been very committed with like doing your you're do, you, how are you doing your apprenticeship you're doing it correspondence or uh yeah so i do um all my theory online yeah um through foundation training australia yep um, so that's all after hours yeah all in my own time um about a few um, oh, my mate, my boss, he's giving me the odd day here and there to catch up um, yeah. and do do some theory. And so you don't go to TAFE at all. Nah. Yeah. Nah, nah. So yeah, it's all all at home on the laptop. Plenty of photos and plenty of notes and yeah. Yeah. So, like, how um, do you have someone that you can call up and ask advice or help? Like, you, you got a trainer that you get yeah. in touch with? Yeah. So I've got a um, a trainer that I talk to a fair bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we uh, shoot messages off. I uh, pretty much take photos or videos of everything I do. Yeah. Um, and yeah, shoot that off to him and go. Oh, this is what I've done for the last you know two weeks. Yep. Where do we tick it off on what subjects yep. I've done? So is that um, well, that's very really different from back in the day how I did <laughs> mine. Like, is that um, like, do you have the opportunity to speed that up? Like, can you can you finish your apprenticeship quicker? Yeah, so that's uh, one reason I went that way because um, pretty much my apprenticeship's based on time on theory, um, yep. providing my boss and my trainer know that I'm competent in doing yep. those subjects. Um, so, yeah, providing I do do that theory, it gets and did they, off. Look, did they take any of that um, experience you had from working at the cabinet makers and all that on yeah. board? Or? Yeah, yeah, so... Um, very early on, you sit down and have a bit of a interview, a bit of a chat, yep. um, go through what you've previously done. Um, yeah, and you get that uh, recognition of prior learning, they call it. Yeah. Um, and get a few subjects ticked off. Yeah, awesome. So, um, mate, it must be pretty exciting, like knowing you've only got a month or two to go and then you're, then you're a tradie. Yeah. No, it's, um, like I said, it's one of those things I've had in the back of my mind since... I can remember, you know, I was 12, 13, 14. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a couple of quiet beers once I get it ticked <laughs> off, that's for sure. <laughs> Down the footy club. Yeah. So, um, look, again, I take my hat off to you. I think anyone that gets a bit more further on in life, 30 or 40, and, and has the courage, um, because that's what it is, like financially, family, like to take a few steps backwards and, and do a mature age apprenticeship is, I, I definitely take my hat off to you. But, Mate, in this current market we're in, like, you probably could have timed it more perfectly. Like, you obviously you had those hard times getting into it, and now you've gone, you've come through COVID, and you're definitely going to be able to hit the ground running. Um, so, like, obviously your your boss has got a lot of work um, ahead of him and that sort of thing. But like, what what's your goals? Like, what are you now that you've reached your goal of becoming a chippy? Um, do you have any plans for the future? Like, where, where do you want to go? Um, yeah, it's sort of 
uh, one of those things. I just thought I'll get my chippy ticket. Might just float around and be a chippy for a while, but um, wasn't until I had a chat with my boss, um, and he probably had a lot more confidence in me than what <laughs> I did, to be honest. Um, because even early stages, um, well, first off, he said, you know, we're glad he's, uh, that I'm working with him because he'll put me through a building apprenticeship compared to a carpentry apprenticeship. Yeah. Um, so that's back to that openness. So we have those chats and yeah. about what's going on and how to, you know, at, to a certain extent, run a building business. Um, but yeah, and he said, whatever, if I wanted to go down that route, um, he was more than happy to help me out. So yeah. it actually got me thinking, um, yeah, maybe one day, hopefully I could start doing my own stuff. So so do you, um, like through your apprenticeship, have you been shown or taught um, or had an interest in the behind the scenes? Like what, like I, um, and, and this is something that's only really um, come to light with me in the last few years with everything else I'm doing in the industry. But um, like it, when you become a builder, you really just think you're still one of the tradies, but um, instead of just being the, the tradie, you're, you're pulling everything together. But and it does take a lot of builders, and it's, I think it's why a lot of builders do get into trouble because you you don't actually understand all the hats you have to wear mm. and how much actual work is behind the scenes. And um, like we've done a lot of things in our business. Uh, like we've done mind mapping to create processes and systems and things. We spend a huge amount of money and time on it. It's, it's something in our live life build, in my live life build business that Amelia and I are really focused on. And after doing all that, it actually has come out that like to be a, to be a good builder and run a good professional profitable business, the actual building part on site is only about 20% of the business. <laughs> yeah, like definitely. Behind the scenes, the administration, the contracts, the accounting, the inquiry, the design, the um, just getting at marketing, getting jobs in the door, like that is, there's 80% of the business mm. behind the scenes that no one sees that chews up a lot of the money. And again, I, I think all that stuff should be taught through an apprenticeship or through your builder's course. Yeah. Um, so is that, is that, have you learned any of that or is it stuff that you're, you've always wondered like what goes on behind the scenes? How do I learn more about that? Yeah, probably not actually learn. More just chats with my boss. Yeah, he would be like, "Oh, you know, we've had this inquiry." And three months later, it's like, "Oh, remember that inquiry we was talking about? We're actually talking plans have come through. We might yeah. start quoting it." Yeah. And then another six months down the track, I'll ask a question: "What's going on with that job that we talked <laughs> about six months ago?" Yeah. Oh no, we're still quoting it. We're just yeah. So yeah, no, it's probably not until last year or so I didn't realise. Like you said, how much goes on behind the scenes? Yeah, and yeah. Since I've had those chats with my boss, like how how much and time and effort goes in behind the scenes to keep the wheels rolling. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. client um, talking with clients and what whatnot. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, there's a lot. There's a lot that goes on. The um, mate, I see through your Instagram. You're you're a Makita man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I love my Milwaukee. I uh, when I was back on the tools, I, I had shitloads of Makita, and then, yeah, I don't know what's happened. I've ended up with all <laughs> Milwaukee, but um, like I, you come across as a uh, like I, I love some of the stuff you do, but you you love the tools, don't you? Like yeah, uh, yeah, my partner doesn't, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and no, I'll 
I'd, yeah, I'd absolutely love my tools. It's probably another little bit of advice I'd give to um, any apprentice, whether you're young or mature age, invest in yourself because your tools is what make you money. Yeah. You know, whether you are a sparky or a carpenter or whatnot, yeah. look after them. If you pay, you know, you've, that's a lot of money in yeah. investment into yourself. Buy, buy the good tools, do the job properly, yeah. buy shit that lasts, doesn't give you grief. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you, you must be sponsored by Makita or something, are you? Like? <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, I think that's great advice. Like, um, like, I know back in the day, it was definitely something that I struggled with was keeping my tools up as I, as I grew through my apprenticeship. Cause, um, and it's another thing that it does frustrate me a little bit. Um, like, carpenters compared to other trades, <laughs> like, it's it wouldn't be uncommon for a carpenter to have 60, 80, even maybe a hundred grand sitting in a, in a $20,000 trailer. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you got to look after that shit. You got to, yeah, don't want to get it stolen and all those types of things. But, um, how do you, like, you've obviously had prior experience in being able to use the tools. Yeah. Um, like, has there been situations on site where you haven't, sort of known what you're meant to do or how to use a tool and you and you might have like you've been afraid to speak up or ask questions or um there's definitely yeah definitely been times where i can't picture off the top of my head but yeah i definitely know there's times yeah even in the last 12 months that um i've been told to do something and i sort of don't wrap my head around it um but yeah it just comes back to that communication yeah just have that chat if you get given a task there's something look, just, I'll, I'll be honest I, I I've I've put some apprentices over the years probably through hell they would say <laughs> but um, and again it, it does come back like I don't know I've, I've definitely calmed down in my older age but I think like I definitely got to a point where like I've just done it so much and it was like it was just in my head and I, I knew how to do it and like you get an apprentice, you're working with them, and you you say, "Hey, I need that done." Like, go and do that, and like you don't even think that yeah. shit, shit. I should have probably like spent 20 minutes with them and shown <laughs> them what to do and how to do it and like why we do it that way. Like, is that like from your experience coming through an apprenticeship? What's your advice for those sorts of situations? Yeah, I think um, it's that purpose, and like you said, it's that why. Like everything. No matter what you're doing, there's a reason why why yeah. it's getting done a certain way. And that's probably one one thing. Ask if you're stuck on something or you're doing something. Probably ask a question like, "Oh, why do we why do we got to put this beam in this area?" Or yeah, you know, why are we putting these this wall over here? And why are we cutting this timber and using yeah. this timber? And, so yeah, and look, I, like I said, I've, like the, the apprentices we've had over the last sort of five or six years, we've definitely put a lot more time into, but. I even see it with some of my trades, um, but we're just so focused on keeping the job moving and you do quite often uh, look back and think, shit, I, I, I actually probably should have taken more time and explained that a bit better. And like we've learned now in our building business that like our systems and processes is a big part of that, getting things out of, out of my head and onto paper so that people actually have a, a step-by-step process to follow. But um, yeah, there's, there's so much involved in being an apprenticeship or being at any, t- any trade. And, um, like, do you feel, like, what, what do you, 
like we touched on it before, but like, what do you feel now that you're at the end of your time? Like, do you feel overwhelmed? Do you, you feel proud? Like, is there things that you look back and think, or is there things that you look at and go, shit, like, I still don't quite know how to do that or I need to know more about that? Like, Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, there's definitely still things to learn. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely I'm excited for one. Yeah. Um, but I'm just, yeah, keen to learn more. Um, yeah and get better do you think you've been over the time do you think you've learned more when you get thrown in the deep end yeah definitely i've uh yeah plenty of times it's like i was saying before I, my bosses have more confidence in me than i do in me sometimes <laughs> but they've always said you know we won't give you a task we don't feel comfortable that you can't do yeah um and yeah sometimes they say oh you know can you do a certain thing and i've crap myself sometimes and but end up coming out you know the other side and yep. done it and going oh i actually can do that yeah um yeah so yeah definitely awesome some scary times <laughs> well mate look really appreciate um everything we've discussed today it's been fantastic so just to wrap it up quickly um tell like what do you do yourself like what do you do to get away from it if you're doing your 40 50 hours a week um is your is your chill out family uh, obviously is it football yeah, so um, yeah, my two two kids uh, run me ragged on my spare time. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, I was sort of semi-retired from playing local footy at the moment, um, and yeah, just taking on a little coaching role back at Labrador. Um, yeah. yeah, to help out with a bit of development for some kids and have a bit of fun. Um, yeah, my son's just getting into his footy as well. So yeah, awesome. Between uh, him training, once training starts for him, um, yeah, that's pretty much most of the weeknights done and weekends. Busy boy, mate. Yeah. Kids, uh, <laughs> young, young kids always keep you busy. So, look, we'll wrap it up now. Appreciate you coming on uh, on here. Um, take my hat off to you if you're doing a mature, uh, mature age apprenticeship. And um, like just a final words for anyone that is out there just hesitant, they think in their mind they want to do a apprenticeship they might be late 20s 30s 40 whatever look let's wrap it up what do, what do you tell them what are they gonna do get off their ass and just do it or yeah jump in the deep end or? just yeah like you just never know how much confidence you can have in yourself just yeah. put yourself out there ask the questions ask around depend on what trade you're in or want to do ask around you just never never know who you might get in contact with really and just give it a crack yeah awesome mate Appreciate your time and uh, look for everyone that's watching, listening. Uh, if you want to see Chris's Makita tools, <laughs> uh, jump on Instagram, check him out, Chrissy T, uh, T double E, yeah. uh, the chippy. Cheers, mate. Cheers, thanks, mate. Everything discussed during the Level Up podcast with me, Dwayne Pierce, is based solely on my own personal experiences and those experiences of my guests. The information, opinions and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. We recommend that you obtain your own professional advice in respect to the topics discussed during this podcast. Hey guys, if you're missing going fishing on your weekend, spending time with your family and friends, or just feel like you can't get the time to do your quoting and estimating, you need to check out Quotees. You see, my wife and I created Quotees because we know how 
important it is to provide detailed proposals to your clients, but we also know how time consuming, frustrating, and nine times out of 10, it can be the last thing that you wanna be doing in your business. Quotees makes it absolutely simple, easy for anybody to be able to provide very detailed quotes and proposals, do color-coded takeoffs, provide your clients with quality information so that you can win more projects. If you're a builder or you run a trades-based business, you cannot afford to take advantage of Quotees' free trial. So head over to Quotees.com now and check out our website or go to our socials and sign up to our free trial so you can get back to doing the things that you enjoy doing.